You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. Today we're going to dive in to a message. I want to start the message with three, three questions that I just, if you, if you can help me answer these questions, that would be great. First question is this, how much did Santa pay for his sleigh? Nothing. It was on the roof. It was on the house. It was on the house. I, 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 I ruined the joke, which was funnier. I'm going to ruin all these. This is a lot, that's a lot better. How do you wash your hands over the Christmas break? With sanitizer. (laughs) What happened to the man who stole the advent calendar? He he got 25 days. (laughs) The reason I share those, it's really important, okay, that some of you, you're you're trying to fight something and I just need to let you know, dad jokes are here to stay, okay? (laughs) Yeah. And, and over the next couple days, you're going to run into them, and you're going to have the urge to fight. You just need to, you need to let them go, okay? Can I get an amen, dads? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the dad, yeah, yeah. Tell them, pastor. <laughs> hey, today I want to talk about how Christmas is a celebration of generosity. And really what I want to look at is, is three different forms of generosity. The first form is this, God's generosity towards us. And this is the whole point of the Christmas story. In the Gospel of Luke, we, we see this in Luke chapter 2. There's the story of Mary and Joseph, and they're they traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem, anywhere from 70 to 90 miles. And, and Mary's pregnant, and she's either walking or on a donkey. Either way, ladies, it's not pleasant. Can I get an amen, ladies? Amen. And then in Bethlehem, they have no, no place to go. Nobody is letting them in their home. And, and, and we're used to hearing that there's no room in the inn. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to make something. I just don't know if, if there was room and maybe they just re- rejected them because they're like, really, a, a virgin birth? I don't know. Either way, they now are facing rejection and are forced to deliver a baby in a barn. Jesus' very first breath is in a smelly, stinky, dark barn. And not far from where they were, there were some shepherds. And an angel appeared to the shepherds. And this is what it says in Luke chapter 2, 10 through 15. The angel says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You see, Christmas can be simplified to this one thing. Christmas is God displaying his gracious and extravagant love by sending his son, Jesus, for us. His gracious and extravagant love for us. Gracious, meaning undeserved favor. 
I don't know, maybe you had a rough year in 2023, and you're like, man, there's no way I have favor. And I'm telling you today, you have favor. You have the grace of God, and you have undeserved favor. Go ahead and turn to your neighbor and say, you have favor. Okay, when you whisper it, they don't buy it, okay? Nobody just bought that. Hey, you, you have favor, okay? No, he doesn't. Like, like I don't know. You need to know you, you have favor. Here, here's what grace means. You can't earn it, you didn't earn it, and you can't lose it. That's why it's a little uncomfortable for us. We want to either earn it or feel like we have to keep it, and there's nothing you could do. It, God's love for you is gracious, but it's also extravagant. Extravagant definition, exceeding what is reasonable or absurd. I think that's, that is a great definition of God's love for us. It's not reasonable. It exceeds reason. As a matter of fact, it is completely absurd. God, if you don't hear anything else today, hear this. God's love for you is gracious and absurd. It is extravagant. It doesn't make sense. It's beyond reason. God's love for you is that great. It is gracious and extravagant. So the first form of generosity is from God to us. And the second form is from us to us, from us to each other. I read a stat that said 48% of Americans begin Christmas shopping before the end of October. What? Who are you? 48% of Americans start shopping in October for Christmas? Coincidentally, 48% of Americans are women. So I don't know. I'm just, just trying to read between the lines. So I went online. I'm like, man, God's extravagant us. Are, are people extravagant? So here's a couple Extravagant gifts. Chris Brown bought this dog, a Tibetan Mastiff, if that's how you pronounce it. It's, it's a puppy for one and a half million dollars for his daughter. One and a half million dollars. His daughter is actually allergic to dogs. That's not true, but that would be funny. One and a half million dollars for a dog. Man, that's crazy. Mike Tyson, when he was married to Robin Givens, gave her a 24 karat gold bathtub for Christmas. $2.3 million. Man, Mike's like, listen, I want you to be clean at whatever cost. I don't care what it costs. I want you, whatever it's going to take. Like, that's extravagant. And as I begin to think about that, I begin to find other extravagant gifts. Things that, that you really can't buy that I would say are priceless. Things like mercy and love and peace. These are extravagant gifts that we can give one another and are called to give to one another. So the question is, is there someone you need to extend mercy, love, or peace to in this Christmas season? I want to take us back to Christmas Eve, 1914. This is in the middle of World War I. And on one side, you have the Germans, and they are fighting the British and the French. And this is back when trench warfare was a thing, which is just crazy for me to process. But they would, they would dig these trenches, and then they would be close enough. They said a lot of times only about 100 feet apart. So literally, they're, they're like talking trash to each other. They could hear each other shout back and forth. And so they're screaming vulgarities and, and all these other comments and that's how close they are, and they're just doing what you do in war. They're just trying to kill each other. That is until Christmas Eve, 1914, when the Germans began receiving Christmas gifts and cards from family. 
And they would get these gifts and cards and begin to soften their heart. And instead of screaming vulgarities at each other, they started singing Christmas carols. And they took some of the gifts and the ornaments and the candles, which were kind of the original Christmas ornament for trees, and they would, they would place them on top of the trench. And as they sung Christmas carols, the other side heard them, and so they began to sing their own Christmas carols. And the Christmas carols rose, and the firing ceased. And then all of a sudden, somebody on the German side shouted and said, Tomorrow, we know shoot. Tomorrow, you know shoot. And then Christmas Day, it's what many would call Christmas miracle. It was an unofficial ceasefire. And at the time, there was a couple hundred soldiers that began this ceasefire to celebrate Christmas. And then somehow there was a soccer ball just kind of thrown out in this little field in between them. And all of a sudden, both sides just play, start playing soccer together. As a matter of fact, there's a statue to remember this truce. It's in Liverpool, 2014, that was put up. This was unprecedented. One of the things is the commanding officers were furious because this was an unsanctioned ceasefire. This is not something that came up from the ranks. This is something the soldiers just wanted to do on their own. And what started out as a couple hundred soldiers uh, spread because that's what joy does. It spreads. And, and the joy spread to where 100,000 soldiers had a ceasefire. It's a Christmas truce of 1914. I wonder if there's someone that God is calling you to extend a truce with. How cool would it be if there was a, your kids later on or your grandkids are talking about, man, our family was going down a dark path. But then there was the Christmas truth of 2023. And I don't know what happened. I just know our family's changed. The first form of generosity is God's generosity toward us. Second one is our generosity towards each other. And then the third one may surprise some of us, but it's our generosity back to God. You know, we can be generous to him. Not only can we, but we should. Tomorrow is Jesus' birthday. Like we, we all get this. Tomorrow is the celebration of our, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords being born. And, and kind of the way we talk about it a little bit around here, it's like, man, I can't imagine showing up to one of your birthday parties and looking you in the eyes and saying, man, happy birthday. What did you get me? Like, right? And isn't that what we kind of do at Christmas? We're like, man, happy birthday, Jesus. We can't wait to make it about us. And listen, I'm not saying don't exchange gifts. I'm not saying don't give gifts, don't open gifts. I'm going to open up some presents tomorrow, okay? You better believe that. I'm going to give some presents. I'm going to get some presents. It's going to be great. But this is what I want to challenge you to do. In our celebration of Christmas, let's not forget the birthday boy. In, in our celebration, let's not forget the whole reason for Christmas is Jesus. And some of you are like, man, what do, what do you mean? Like, get him a present? Like, you just tell me the store, pastor, and I'll go. Listen, I would never send you to the mall or to the store, okay? You don't need to stop at the store. It is all good. And it's not even gonna cost you any actual money. And, and I don't know if you have anybody in your life that's really good at giving gifts. For me, I, I have a couple people that, man, they're like, they, they just are so good at giving gifts to anybody and everybody. I'm like, I'm blown away. I really am fascinated. So I've kind of processed this through the years. I'm like, why is this person so good at giving gifts? And I think I nailed it down to two things that, that I'm learning that maybe we can learn. 
You see, the reason they're really good at gifts is the first one is, is they are close enough with that person to know what they like or don't like. I don't know if any of y'all have ever seen, uh, there's a, a movie that comes on TV sometimes this time of year. It's called A Christmas Story. It might come on. Anybody? Yeah. It's on a loop, okay, 24-7. Well, this is Ralphie, okay? This is Ralphie. Ralphie's aunt loves him. Like Ralphie's aunt loves him. So Ralphie's aunt got him this Christmas present. So the love is there. She took her time, money, energy, all that was there. But she didn't know him. Like she loved him, but she got him a gift that like for a preteen, teenage boy, like the last thing you want is, is, a, is a bunny onesie. Like, right? Like, where are you going out with that? So the first thing is you're close enough to know him. The second thing is just ask the person. Like, if you want to give a really good gift, just ask the person. So if you and I want to give a good gift to Jesus here, I would say, just ask him. I promise you, he's not shy. There's an entire book of things that he likes. Like, just ask him, God, what do you want from me this year? What do you desire? What, what's a good Christmas present I can get you for your birthday this year? Here are some gift ideas from the Bible. Abraham gave God obedience. Moses freed the slaves for God. Paul preached for Jesus. Maybe here's some other ideas that I've seen some of you do. Maybe you say, hey, as a Christmas present, I, I wanna go on a mission trip or I'm gonna join a life group. I just, I'm gonna take my faith to another level. Some of you are like, man, I, I'm gonna start reading the Bible. I'd love, I hear about this and I know people that do. I'm gonna start reading the Bible. I wanna do that. At, that's a great Christmas present, start reading the Bible. But you're like, man, I don't have a Bible. We got you, okay? And the seat back's in front of you, there's a Bible. That is a gift from us to you. Lake County, there's a Bible underneath your seats. Everybody that's uh, watching, join us in additional seating. On the way out, there are some Bibles. And for all of those different environments, I would say you don't need to ask anybody. You don't need to tell anybody. You just take that Bible. That's a gift from us to you. And on the inside cover is a little note from me that will, that will help you know where to start in the Bible, give you some Bible reading plans. But you may say, hey, for his present, I'm just going to start reading the Bible. I think that's a great Christmas gift. I think that's a great birthday present for him. And then maybe, maybe some of you, maybe your gift might be just whispering to Jesus, hey, that person that I have conflict with, no matter what they do, I just want you to know that tomorrow I know shoot. That's a beautiful gift. Listen, I don't know what your gift is. I just know that whatever you lay down at the feet of the Savior is a good gift. Whatever it is, whatever you put at the feet of Jesus, that's a good gift. One of the things I love about Christmas is Christmas traditions, and we all have some form of different traditions, and I love learning about everybody's different tradition. One of the ones that a lot of us do is Christmas ornaments, and uh, the Germans came up with this in the 1800s, and and you know we when we got married, my wife and I, we, we started getting these unique Christmas ornaments that were kind of a, a reflection of our first. And I don't know if these uh, have entered your home from family or friends. So like this first one here is, I'm looking at the tree. This one is our first Christmas in 2002 when we got married. And so uh, someone gifted us that. And then when we started having kids, you know, this one is baby's first Christmas. And then as our kids, you know, lost their tooth, Baby's for, or son's first tooth loss. Anybody lose their tooth? Anybody? Where are our kids at? Anybody lose a tooth? Yeah, lots of kids. Some older gentlemen. Yeah, okay. 
Got it. It's good. It's good. Glad to hear that. Another one here. This is my first potty. Like, this is literally on our tree. And we do it every year like it's nothing. And as I'm talking to you out about it, it's, it's a little weird, okay? So I don't, I don't know. And, uh, and then there's this one here. This is a clock. And this is something, no, my kids didn't make that. I made that. Um, we have a, we've had a little bit of a tradition through the years uh, that what we wanted to do is we wanted, we've been given Jesus Christmas gifts for a long time. And kind of the joke in our house is we want to have a surprise birthday party for Jesus every year. Like, like don't let them know. And in our home, Jesus loves chocolate cake. And so we bake them cake, you know, loves chocolate cake. So one of the things that we would do when we would come up with this idea to give Jesus a birthday present, we'd say, hey, create a Christmas ornament. And then when we put it on the tree, we'll talk about it together. What is it that you're giving Jesus? This was early on that I, I made this and, and the clock represented um, some, my gift. And this was early on that I, we started doing this. What I wanted to give Jesus is I wanted to tithe 10% of my time to him. I thought, what, what a cool gift to tithe 10% of my time every day to prayer and being in the word. And so that's what I did that year. And after I gave him that gift, I started to do the math. Do you know how much 10% of a day is? It's two hours and 24 minutes. That gift lasted a month max, okay? I kept the receipt and I returned that baby. I was like, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to get you something else. And we begin to create our own traditions and our own things that we could lay at the feet of Jesus every year. And, and I would encourage you, come up with something that you can give to Jesus every year. One of the things that is new on our tree this year is this ornament. It says, my Christmas gift to Jesus is dot, dot, dot. You see, this is a Christmas ornament that's from journey to you. Every single one of you on your way out, your household, you will receive one Christmas ornament per household. Lake County, Popka, additional seating, you'll be able to receive one of those. And what we want to challenge you to do, go hang it on your tree. And as you do, just talk as a family or friends or whoever. Maybe it's just you and just a prayer to God say, for Christmas, I'm going to give you this. You're thinking, Pastor, I don't know what to give him. I'm just telling you, I promise you, he's not shy. Just spend five minutes alone just saying, Jesus, what can I give you this year? What would you like? And what I want to encourage you to do is go like this when he answers you and just do this. And when you do this, not only do you bless him, he has a way of coming back and blessing you. I want to share a story of a friend of mine that did this three years ago. These are his words, not mine. So I'm not, don't, don't judge me in kind of the, the language. This is how he shares his story. And he gave me permission. He's in his 60s. Three years ago, his life was a wreck. He was consumed with himself. He was mean to his wife and family. He's consumed with money and making money. He's an alcoholic, but didn't it, never admitted it. And if you can't admit it, you can't deal with it. Started drinking as a teenager, never stopped. Destroyed his marriage and it was destroying his life in every area. And then three years ago, by the grace of God, God got a hold of his life. On Christmas Day, 
three years ago, he walked into an AA meeting and did something that will mark him for the rest of his life. He said, my name is, and I'm an alcoholic. And he said, as he spoke those words, he instantly knew that he was healed. He just knew it. But he was going to stick with the program because that's what he felt led to do, but he knew. And the program said, hey, to do this right, you need to go to 90 meetings in 90 days. You need to make this a priority. And he said, is that what the average person does? He said, yeah, you, you need to do that. And he said, well, I'm not like the average person. I'm really messed up. He went to over 220 meetings the next 90 days. He was not playing around with his commitment. His life's not perfect, but let me tell you, he's a changed man. He's got a healthier marriage and family than ever before. He runs his business completely different. Instead of being a, a narcissist, he's generous. He doesn't even want his name shared because he, he used to be so much in the doing things for himself that he just wants to fly under the radar and give God glory. You see, his Christmas gift that year was, he told Jesus, I'm going to reach for the Bible instead of reaching for the bottle. He wakes up every day at 3.30 in the morning and he spends time in the Word. And then throughout the day, he listens to sermons. He probably has that tide, that 10%. Like, he's probably there. I couldn't hang. Maybe, maybe you can relate to that. Maybe it's not, maybe it has nothing to do with alcohol, but maybe it's just control. Maybe you're like, man, I just, I like controlling everything and everybody in my life, and I just need to let go. And here's the thing. When you let go and give Jesus something, he has a way of supernaturally blessing you in return. I'm telling you, his life is so much better today than it was three years ago. I promise you. Reminds me of a young lady that got baptized last week. She's a senior in high school. This is what she posted after her baptism last Sunday. She said, this is my gift to Christ, Mark 8, 35. Mark 8, 35 says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel We'll save it. I thought, man, that's beautiful. I can't say it any, any better. Last thing I'll share is a tradition that we had growing up. My grandmother, who has now gone to heaven, before we'd open the presents, before we dive into food, we'd hold hands and she would recite the same poem every single year. And then we would dig in. And it came from a hymn in 1905. This is what it says. It says, what can I give them as poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I'd bring him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I give him my heart. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your generosity. God, it, it, it does seem absurd. I mean, it, it, it's just sometimes seems too good to be true, but it is true. Your love, your grace, your kindness, it is so good. And God, for some reason, we continually try to hold on to the world and try to hold on to things that, that will always disappoint us, but you never do. And so God, I pray to thank you for, for some of those stories that we got to hear of life change. And I pray that more and more life change would take place to the people listening online, Lake County, additional seating. Uh, God, the people right here in the pocket, God, that we would let go, that we would be generous back to you. 
Because ultimately, all you long to do is to change our lives for the better. And so this Christmas, you're not going to have nothing to open. God, we're going to be extravagant with our gifts back to you. And that's called worship. So Jesus, we love you. We thank you. It's in your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.